Welcome back to Unsolved Self. I'm your host, Michelle. And I'm Maddie. Hope everybody had a great week. Maddie, was your week good? It was a week. <laughs> That's, well, uh, my week was, uh, let's just go with a week also. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's been a journey this week and, uh. That's all we're going to say about this week. So I hope yeah. y'all's weeks are better than ours. Yes, for sure. Um, <laughs> Can't be much worse. We need to start keeping the small talk to the end because we said we would do that when we first started this and we have not been. Did anybody complain? So, How rude. Why um, would you complain? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if anybody complained, but uh, I don't know. I said we would do that and then I was like... We're not doing it. <laughs> yeah, we have not done that. Since like, um, maybe the second episode. I know. And l since we keep going like way over because we talk too much and because holidays are getting closer, so I'm sure we're going to stay long-winded. I only did one story this time, but, uh, you know, I think it's an interesting story. But I think I'm going to try to do just one story and try to shorten the episodes to around an hour yeah with our small talk so people can get through them a little easier well that'd be nice and that's i think that's the sweet spot for yeah podcast, we were but. we were trying to keep it between like 45 minutes and an hour somewhere around in there i know but we suck at it yeah we do it's because we talk too doggone much well i mean get started girlfriend <laughs> i'm trying I'm hoping that that helps us to catch up also. Yeah, because we need to go ahead and get some in the bank so we don't uh, I know, for the holidays, skip some cause... during the holidays. Yeah. Because you know so, some of okay. these heifers are going to be mad at us if we skip on the holiday. I know, right? <laughs> I don't want to. Okay, so anyway, today we're going to talk about Miss Orla Aileen Barrick. She is 6'1". No, she is not. <laughs> She is absolutely not. I do not even know where that came from. What? <laughs> I do know where it came from. She is 5'5". Five five, well, that's much better. 120 pounds with gray hair, green eyes. That was at the time of her disappearance. She is 61 years old. <laughs> and a white female. Gotcha. She also had surgical scars on her back, and I don't know what happened, but, um, anyway, she well, you beat had me some kind of surgery. I was definitely going to ask. I knew you were, and I, I, I looked, but I could not figure out what happened, so I was like, let me just go ahead and say I don't know what happened. Okay. So, she went by the name Aileen, which was her middle name, and so that's what we're going to call her for the rest of the story, but I do want to say that I think Orla is an underrated name. I really kind of like that name. That is pretty. It's different. It's old-fashioned. I like that. Anyway, she had been a widow for about 14 years, and she had four grown daughters, Aileen was a creature of habit. She would do basically the same thing at the same time on most days of the week. Okay. She lived alone, and she lived in a cabin near Nolan River Lake in Edmondson, Kentucky. Most of the houses in her neighborhood were vacation rentals, and so 
a lot of them were empty for a good chunk of the year. Mm-hmm. And then there were new families coming in and out. But she did have a handful of neighbors that she did know that were permanent neighbors. And she would speak to them. And, um, you know, she'd see them and wave or whatever. When she would take her dog out and walk it, she would see them and speak to them. She had a little Pomeranian named Fifi. And she would walk, she would walk Fifi a couple times a day and she'd go out and see the neighbors. Since Aileen lived near the water, she was able to spend a lot of her free time fishing, which she enjoyed a lot. And she also was able to spend her free time working in her rose garden, which um, was a passion of hers. And she would also sew. She was a very good seamstress. And when her children were younger, she would make their clothing. She was that good. Oh, wow. So she sounds like she's living her best life. Yeah, she's living pretty good right now. Except for the husband being gone. But I don't know. We didn't know the husband, so that might still be her best life. (laughs) On Friday, April 12th, 1996... It started like pretty much any other day. Mm -hmm. She got up, she walked Fifi, and then she had to go run some errands. So um, she went and did that. She went to the chiropractor. She went to the tanning salon. And then she went to the house of a handyman that she had doing some work for her at her house. She came home. She placed a phone call to her sister-in-law because she had been planning to go see her brother and sister-in-law for the weekend. She was going to go there, stay for the weekend, visit with them, and then come back. And she called her sister-in-law and said that she wasn't going to make it. She had changed her mind. Oh. So the sister-in-law says that she did not give a reason. Yeah, that's weird. I know. I'm going to stop right here and rant for a second, even though I said I'll keep small talk, but this is a rant, so it's different. (laughs) Um, Listen, I'm going to concede that there are some people that are just flaky. Like, if you invite them, they always say they're going to come, and then they never do. Yeah. You know those people, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's always like, oh, so one of the kids got sick or whatever at the last minute. Yeah. And then there's those people that are just full-fledged drama where they are like, "Um, well, I don't think I'm going to make it. And they just want you to beg them to come. Yeah. And and then they usually show up and then they tell everybody how they weren't going to come. But somebody talked them into it. Yeah. (laughs) Those people. Um, and, and then I swear those are the same people that write those vague like comments on social media like my world just fell apart yep. and everybody and, and it, it, with no context or anything like the thing before was like a meme about cats and and then it's all of a sudden like and, and if you go look there's like conversations where everything's fine an hour ago yeah. And now all of a sudden your world has fallen apart. And uh and then all the people are like, Oh my gosh, what happened? Or they're like sending prayers, let me know if I can do anything or PM. whatever, just you know, like out of nosiness or concern or, you know, whatever both. And then the poster always goes, 
a PMG. Yeah, a PMG. That drives me nuts. Like <laughs> you messaged every single person on this on this thread that asked. You could have just posted it yeah. and saved everybody. Yeah. And then it'd always be something like nothing like <sighs> Oh God. I don't know. Let me think real quick. So I don't like call anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I got like five of these on my Facebook and I don't want to bust out and be like, hey. That was me. <laughs> yeah, it'll be something like, oh, I was walking to my car and dropped my ice latte all over my shoes. I've only had them for a year. <laughs> and you're like, but your world your fell whole apart. World fell apart. Your whole world. Yeah, right. I got these shoes from my ex-boyfriend's dog. <laughs> anyway, those people get on my last nerves. But I done got off sidetracked from my original rant. I went on a second rant, like a rant part B. But now we getting back to rant part A. The uh, other people that get on my nerves, because some people do get on my nerves, but the other ones are the people that don't ask no questions. How are you not getting the information how are you just coming up with half the story like she says oh i'm not gonna make it you're like okay cool yeah instead of being I like mean, oh no what happened like you ain't asked no questions like it, it drives me nuts and uh i'm just gonna throw this out there um kathy if you feel called out yes yes i'm calling you dead out a hundred percent you called out <laughs> This heifer will tell you half a story, and then when you get interested, you're like, oh, what happened? And, you, and she's like, oh, I don't know. I mean, how do you not know? Why are you telling me if you don't know? But she'll say enough to get you interested. She'll be like, oh, Susie and Dan got into a big fight yesterday. What about? And then, like, you know me, I'm like, I'm here for the gossip. I don't know Susie or Dan. I'm here for the gossip. Yeah. Ooh, what happened? And she'd be like, oh, I don't know. Something about Jan's boyfriend or something. It's none of my business. Whatever. What do you mean it's none of your business? It is business. your business. The gossip is everybody's business. Yeah. If they fight in front of people it's everybody's business if you don't want everybody to know you better fight in private take mm -hmm. the shit to the bathroom or something i don't know what to take it's everybody's business she mm -hmm. does not get any information she does it all the time it drives me batshit because i'm like listen a lot of shit could have happened with jan's boyfriend was Susie sleeping with jan's boyfriend did she kill jan's boyfriend <laughs> I mean, these are very different things and both very interesting. Yeah. Did Susie used to be Jan's boyfriend? Ooh. Who knows? Because Kathy didn't get the information. Yeah. So, anyway, that drives me nuts. She knows it drives me nuts. I've told her it drives me nuts. This will not be a shock to her. <laughs> I just feel like she'll go, oh, no, is she talking about me? And I wanted her to know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause you get half a story and don't tell nobody no information, but enough to get them interested. <laughs> I mean, I don't come at me with half the gossip. If you come at me with the gossip, I'm asking questions. You better have the old gossip. If not, you better make something up so you can tell me a story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Cause 
I'm like, I'm here for it. Anyway, so I don't understand how you got plans to get together with somebody and they're like, oh, well, I'm not going to come. You're just like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, how do you not ask? Or did she ask and the heifer's like, none of your business. And like, or I'll tell that? you later. Right. Oh, I hate that too. Yeah. And then, anyway. of course, she right. never told her later because she's dead. Oh, yeah. You never tell somebody I got something to tell you. I'll tell you later because you for sure going to get murdered. Mm. For sure. That is how you get murdered. Mm -hmm. So, anyway. Aileen could have been one of those people. We don't know, but I don't know how the sister-in-law didn't ask no questions. Because, anyway, wasn't her brother going to come? I mean, the sister-in-law's husband, the brother, going to come and be like, Hey, uh, why isn't my sister coming? And then his wife's going to be like, I don't know. Yeah, she just called her I mean, said, Billy know? would harass the crap out of me. He would be like, why would they say, tell me exactly what I said. And then I would tell him, and then he would call that person to double check exactly what I said. <laughs> <laughs> because I ain't have enough information for him. Yeah. Like, is this man not nosy? Like, I mean, I thought all husbands were like that. Yeah. Anyway. So between 2 and 3 p.m., her neighbors see her out again walking Fifi. And they wave, they speak, and then everybody goes about their life, right? Mm -hmm. So come Monday morning, the neighbors get to thinking that it's been a long minute since they seen Aileen out. And, you know, usually she would walk Fifi a couple times a day. So, you know, it wasn't unusual for them to see her several times. And they couldn't remember seeing her at all that weekend. And so they got concerned and they went over to her house and they knocked on the door and stuff and nobody could get in contact with her. Nobody answered the door. So they called the police and asked for a welfare check. Mm -hmm. Number one, those are excellent neighbors. Yeah. Number two, she was planning to be gone for the weekend. So did she not tell them that? Or did she tell them her plans had changed when she saw them? Hmm. Because if she didn't tell them and she had gone, then would this story have worked out the same as far as their part in it goes? Interesting. I know. Now all of a sudden that's got me wondering about the neighbors. Yeah. Anyhow, a police officer gets there, and um, he looks around and tries the door. The front door is locked, so he beats on it and everything. Nobody comes to the door. They try to call her again. She doesn't answer, so he forces his way into the house. He kicks in the door. He can do that. And um, he did. I, I don't think they're allowed to do that. Mm. Unless I mean, they have did. probable cause to go in. All the lights were off in the house. Well, that's not probable cause. People don't exactly leave the lights on when they leave. No. So, side note. <laughs> I mean, you're I probably not wrong because let's just for a second say she had gone to the brothers. She's over there with Fifi at the brothers living her life. And then she comes home, somebody's kicked in the door, and there's a police search for her. Yeah. Now, I mean, 
Now, uh, side note, I saw a TikTok the other day, actually yesterday, that was like, we went trick-or-treating. I've been hearing this alarm go off, and I just, I was like, where is this alarm coming from? And then she goes trick-or-treating with her kids and goes to the neighbor across the street and realizes the alarm is coming from their doorbell camera. And so she's like, oh, well, I've been hearing this alarm for two days. Surely they would have known that their alarm is going off. So then they continue trick-or-treating. Of course, nobody answers the door. Um, Right. They continue trick-or-treating. They go around the back. So where the house is connected, um, like the backyard is connected to somebody else's backyard. Uh Uh-huh. They go to that house. And then they smell a funny smell coming from the backyard. Yeah. And they're like, huh, this is strange. So then she calls 911. And 911's like, well, how old are they? And she's like, I have no idea how old they are. What do you mean? And they're like, well, we need, really need to know their age um, to, to see, you know, to like really send somebody over to figure this out. And then they're like, oh, okay. So then she gets off the phone and it's still worrying her and she's still hearing the um, sounds and she drives back over and smells the smell again. So she calls back the next day and she's like, hey, there's a weird smell and the alarm is still going off. Can you just please do a welfare check? They're like, well, you're going to have to report it as a noise complaint so we can go over. And so she does. So then the police come over and they knock on the door they ring the doorbell, they peek in the window, but they're not allowed to enter because they don't see anything suspicious. So then they leave. And then she calls back again and was like, hey, smell's still here, alarm's still going off, what happened? And uh, somehow the alarm company gets in touch with the neighbor and turns out they're visiting another relative and they don't have anybody in the area to go turn off the alarm and they know the alarm's going off. But And the ch- smell was their trash. But my point was that the police were unable to bust down her door or their door because they looked inside and didn't see any probable cause to bust open the door. It's not like the movies. You can't just bust somebody's door open. Well, um, when it's when they got inside, they saw that the living room looked like there had, had been a struggle. So maybe he looked in the window. And saw something. Okay, and so that, that that would be probable cause and he would be able to enter. Right. So that may, I mean, he may have looked in the window. I don't like if they said the lights were off. <coughs> but anyway, when he gets in, the sofa is like pushed over to the side. Um, it does look like signs of a struggle. And there are spots of blood on the carpet. Oh, no. And um, they start checking around, and like I said, she was a creature of habit, so she always took her trash out every night. And this, when they got in there, her trash bag was sitting on the counter in her kitchen. So she must have been, I know, I thought that same thing, like I would never put the trash bag on my counter. Never. But then, I mean, she's a single woman taking her trash out every single day. It might not have been anything to it. You know what I'm saying? On your counter? Like, you cut right, food on your counter. Right, but it may have counter. been nothing. 
but it may have been nothing but like meal or something. I mean, I don't know if she was cooking for herself or whatever. It may have been nothing to it, but I, I did have that exact same response. If it's in a trash bag, it ain't going on my calendar. Well, I, I don't agree. Care what's but in it. Aileen felt like her trash was cleaner than yours. It was sitting on the counter, or somebody else may have. Hmm. Anyway, they went into the bathroom, and her teeth, her false teeth, were soaking on a glass, and there was a burnt-out cigarette on the bathroom shelf. Does she smoke? Yes, she was a smoker. Okay. So, um, that brought back a memory, because I remember um, back when my grandfather smoked, and he would leave cigarettes, like, on the edge of the sink. And then if he forgot about them, they would turn all the way down and it'd be like a long line of ashes. <laughs> but um, apparently her thing was to leave it on the shelf and it had burnt down. Gotcha. Now, in the bedroom, Fifi was crated. Oh. And there were more signs of a struggle. Oh, poor Fifi. I know she was a witness and couldn't do anything. Oh. Um, Eileen kept a drinking glass on the table next to her bed, and it had been knocked over onto the floor. Her fitted sheet was missing from her bed, and all the other bedclothes were piled up in the center of the bed on the naked mattress. Some of the sheets and blankets that were left behind also had blood on them. And Why did just take the fitted sheet? My assumption is they carried her out in it. Oh. There, the blood that they found was not enough blood to indicate that the person had definitely died. Yeah. But it was enough to let them know that something bad had gone down. This wasn't just a, she went to the grocery store. Yeah. They searched and they found that her... Her house key was in her truck, and her truck key was in the house, and her truck was still in the yard. But she had a spare key that she kept in a fake rock outside of her house, mm -hmm. and that um, key was missing. Hmm. The only other thing that was missing was her small purse. It was like a clutch-style purse. Yeah. And um, she used to hide money in her freezer. And she had $400 in her freezer, and it was still there. The police felt like a robber would have either found that money or would have forced her to tell where the money was. Yeah. And since it was still there, they felt like it probably wasn't about robbery. No. <clears throat> the police interviewed several people, and it came out that Aileen was supposedly dating a younger man. Ooh, but cougar. nobody knew his name or who he was or where they met or any information about him. Even her family did not know anything about him. Hmm. So, police believe that um, what had happened was that Aileen was probably doing her nightly routine, getting ready for bed and everything, and somebody knocked on the door or walked 
in the front door using that spare key. And then there was a struggle that started in the living room that moved on into the bedroom. They believed that the murderer probably wrapped her body in that fitted sheet. And she was probably buried in a shallow grave in the woods near her house. Oh, man. Now, all of this was just speculation yeah. from what they found on the scene and what little evidence they had. But the family um, agrees with at least part of that theory because they said that she absolutely 100% would never have allowed somebody to see her without her teeth. So the fact that her dentures were soaking in that glass said she absolutely was not expecting company. Right. So... Speaking of the daughters, at least one of them suspected that the person that that had killed her mother, because they did believe she was killed, um, that it was probably the handyman that she had hired, the one whose house she had gone to. Mm-hmm. And the police did interview him, but they did not publicly name his, him as a suspect. They said they had a suspect and that their suspect had left town shortly after she disappeared. But they did not say if the suspect was the handyman and they did not say the suspect's name. However, one of the daughters did an interview with the news and she said that And this was later. This wasn't right after her mother disappeared. This was in a later interview. She said that this handyman was at that time serving time in prison in Illinois for attempted rape and murder. Hmm. He went on to say that the police had asked the family not to give his name publicly. But to me, I mean, the handyman probably knows you're talking about him. Like, did they say that not to tip him off that he was their suspect? Because I'm pretty sure you tipped him off. (laughs) He's like, hey, I used to be a handyman there. And I'm serving time in prison for attempted rape and murder. Yeah. What a coincidence. I mean, that was wild. So, um, to me... I feel like that kind of says that the handyman is the police's suspect, though. The fact that they asked her not to name him. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he probably was the suspect that they were talking about. But, you know, I don't know why they didn't name him. They talked to him and he went to prison. So it feels like, you know, probably somebody at some point said you are the suspect. Yeah. So... I don't know. That's, I mean, he seems like a good suspect. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so um, I know that we don't have a lot of evidence to go against the police's theory, but do you have any other theories? Oh, that's it? That's it. They didn't search around the property or nothing? Oh, yeah, they searched, but they've not ever found her. Did they bring in dogs? Um, They did bring in dogs. They brought in... Probably not sonar. But they did bring in dogs and stuff. And um, they were never able to find anything. 
I think that they believe that as the land was developed, eventually they would find her because they did believe that uh, Felpley was involved and that she probably was buried in a shallow grave. The only other theory that I could come up with, and it's not really that great, is that like if she had some sort of accident and she got concussed and yeah. then she like wandered out into the woods. But, you know, that don't really make a ton of sense. I mean, it's not a great theory. It's a theory. <laughs> I mean, but, here's the thing, though, that kind of irritates me about, you know, when the police say don't, uh, don't name this suspect or don't release this part of this evidence or whatever. Yeah, some stuff needs to be kept confidential, but at a certain point, it's been 27 years since this. And right. I mean, you haven't made any leads in 27 years. I'm releasing his name. Right. And if you were close to an arrest and didn't want to spook him or something, I could see it. But otherwise, I don't see the point. Yeah. I mean, we all know or the people that are close to her know who it is. Right. Anybody who knows her knows who this handyman that she hired was. And... I it's not, like, a hard thing to figure out if you, like, are close to the person. So, what does it matter about his name? Right. And it would, I feel like it would put more emphasis on the case, more eyes would get on it, if you were to be like, here's all the details. Here's the well, not just that, but if you said, well, you know, this guy was arrested here for this and he's suspected there for that, somebody else may come forward and say he also did this to me, you know? Yeah. Or another office, another department may come forward and say, hey, we've got a case that fits that. Yeah. So, I, I don't disagree with you. I do like the theory that somebody came to the door and interrupted her nightly routine. I think that has to be exactly what happened. Do you think that she would have opened the door for them? Well, the Hadaki was gone, so I think it's a good possibility that they used the Hadaki. But, yeah, I think in her neighborhood and everything, she probably would have opened the door. Without her teeth? Oh, you're right. She obviously no, she may was not have. in the bathroom when this happened. Yeah, because she was smoking. Because she was smoking. So, so, they must have come in and surprised her in the bathroom to begin with. Well, and I had to been in the living room because that's where the signs of struggle were. And then the bedroom. Or maybe she heard somebody in the house and then, like, looked out of the bathroom Maybe. And she could have given that key to the handyman for him to come in and do the work while she was out doing whatever. But here is what my um my wonder was. Do you think it's possible the younger guy she was dating was the handyman? Ooh. Maybe they had something going on. Maybe. And why did she stop by his house? Because that feels like a weird thing to do, in my opinion, for just the handyman. Yeah, you know shouldn't I mean? the handyman come to your house? Yeah, like, why did you need to go to his house? Even if you, like, owed him money or something, wouldn't he just pick it up when he came to do whatever? Or yeah. did he have to get supplies or something? Or, I don't know. I think it's weird because I feel like you would have to be at least friendly with them for you to even know where they live. And 
then what, like, would you just stop by their house? I mean, I don't, like, I don't want to go to anybody's house. Yeah. So, you know, like, I may go and have a terrific time once I get there, but I did not want to go to begin with. Right. So, that could just be me, but I think it's kind of weird that she went to their house, to his house. Yeah, I think so, too. Which, I mean, she was a little older, so she might have been like, oh, I'll just drop off this check and want to chat him up, you know? Yeah, you probably, I mean, that's, that's true. But, like... Well, she has... I don't get it. Um, it go ahead. Make sense. It, like, yeah, it doesn't. I don't know why she would go to a handyman's house and why she would cancel last minute on her brother. What were her right. plans for the weekend? Why did but, she cancel? But would she have let, if, if she was expecting somebody to come over, would she have gone on and took her teeth out? No, absolutely not. Whoever the attacker was, she didn't know that they were coming because well, of her teeth. Her. Because she was in a undesirable state or whatever it's called. Okay, so one time we were going, this is Thanksgiving related. Hold up, let me just finish out the story. Uh, Aileen has never been found. No sign of her has ever been found. No sightings or anything. And there have never been any arrests made with this case. What happened to the dog? Uh, I don't know, but I would assume one of the daughters. Gotcha. Okay. I hope. That's what I'm going to believe is one of the daughters. Gotcha. Okay, so one time we were going Black Friday shopping, and when we used to go, we used to go big. Like, we went with a gigantic group. We'd rent, like, a big U-Haul trailer, and then we'd go in several cars up to Commerce Jeez. where there were outlet stores and stuff. Y'all did and, go um, big. Yeah, we did. I and we went Black leave. Friday shopping one time, and it wasn't that great of deals. So I ain't go back. Well, this this was back in the day. You were like a baby when this when we would do this. Gotcha. And um, like and it was a major deal because we left at like um like three or four in the morning to get up there when they opened. And um, back then they didn't open at three in the morning. You know, they opened at like six or seven. Yeah. But um, anyway, so like people would come and spend the night at my mother's house and stuff so that everybody would be there when the time came. Like it was a whole thing, right? <laughs> and um, and then we had this caravan of vehicles and Miss Beth would drive, but she could pull the trailer. And so anyway, <laughs> um, one of the ladies, I'm not going to say a name, she had a fake tooth and it was in the front and we got there and she realized she had forgot to put her tooth in. Yeah. And she was devastated. <laughs> and the rest of us, because you know how we are kind of assholes, um, the rest of us kind of chuckled about it, but she was like absolutely devastated because because she was missing that front tooth. And then she was like looking, and she had like a spare or something stuck in <laughs> in her purse somewhere but it didn't fit good and it kept like falling down it was a whole thing <laughs> but that's what that reminded me of was her because uh she was like and we were in line waiting to go in and then she was like oh my god i forgot my tooth <laughs> and we died laughing it was so funny but that's what that reminded me of <laughs> 
So, um, Zane is back. He's out of practice now. Okay. So, um, do you have any story you want to tell before I, uh, I guess I'm going to let this boy drive and put my life in the... Ooh, Zane's going to drive. It's the Jeep, too, so it's a little difficult. Uh-oh. It's a little wobbly. So, um... What? What? Oh, no, I was looking at the... A the time? Yeah. He's done with his football meal. Nice. They had the good stuff. They had barbecue brisket. Was it a good thing? It was. So, yes. Very good. And a <laughs> banana pudding. And they had banana pudding. Ooh. What? I do miss banana pudding. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of bummed we're not doing family Thanksgiving this year. I know, but uh, I think everybody can just bring stuff when we do Will's cookout. Yeah. So, we had this... Um, thing where we would do family Thanksgiving and it was with my my best friend and their family all our kids grew up together we were like super tight like did all kinds of stuff together and we would after Thanksgiving every year we would get together because you know how it's kind of stressful when you Thanksgiving with your family yeah and so we would get together with them and we would play games and everybody would bring food and you know and we just had a terrific time it was just a thanksgiving for the people that you wanted to be around right so it was people that you chose as family basically yeah and um and it was always so much fun and we did it for what like eight years or so yeah maybe more and um Last year, well, the year before, everybody got COVID. Or did we do it that year and it was last year everybody got COVID? I thought... I don't know. I know last year somebody had the flu. And you're, you were... Um, you had... Cade was still kind of small. He was... But we didn't not go because he quite ate a year old. food. Huh? No, I was pregnant. Not last year. That was the year before. Yeah, I was pregnant one year. Then the next year, we... I think that about... was the year everybody got COVID. And then last year, everybody um, on their side had the flu. Yeah. And so we were going to reschedule, but we didn't. And then this year, they just can't... Um, they can't get together for whatever reason. Bummer. And so, either we have beef and don't know it, or they are just having some issues where they just can't find time. Which is understandable, because at this point, I'm having a hard time finding time, too. Yeah, but... I mean, you said same... last night you felt like you were way behind on Christmas. Yeah, uh, yeah and so. it's only November 8th, but like... I feel like I'm out right. of time to do my Christmas stuff. Uh-huh. Like, I so, have so much in my head that I want to do. Like, if you see you a playhouse... You decorate for Christmas, too? Huh? Yes, yeah, she is. It's a little early. Zane's saying it's too early for you to be decorating for Christmas, Absolutely. and I'm like... How are you going to think, uh, skip Thanksgiving? I'm not skipping Thanksgiving. Nobody's thinking skip, skipping Thanksgiving. I'm at the decorating of Thanksgiving. What am I supposed There's to do? There's not that many... There's not that many Thanksgiving decorations. Anyways, yeah, I'm going to be a giant turkey like right in front of your house. days. 
Because we like to go big for Christmas. If I waited till Thanksgiving to decorate for Christmas, we wouldn't be done before it was time to take it down. Yeah. I mean, I, I've got like, when we last counted, we had over 30,000 lights. And that ain't even counting the other stuff that we put up. So that was just strands of lights, light bulbs on strands. Well... If anybody is getting rid of a Little Tykes uh, playhouse, I could use it for my Christmas display. If you're getting rid of it for cheap or for free, it doesn't matter what style. It don't matter what color. It's going to be a gingerbread house. <laughs> I'm so excited about it. And I almost got one. And the trash people got to it right before I got there, like minutes before I got there. Oh, that sucks so much. That sucks so, so much. I need one of those. And then I'm going to build a melting snowman. And I'm also... I would love those! Yes, I'm going to build one this year. I, I'm going to go get the supplies probably tomorrow. And uh, then I'm going to do... Uh, um, like ornaments around my garage as an arch. It's going to look so good. I'm so excited that about it. That is going to look good. So. I collected a butt ton of stockings and because um, every time we go to my favorite thrift store they always have stockings on sale and Kayla is in particular always like oh look at this stocking look at that stocking and so we have collected a ton of stockings and we are going to shape them in a Christmas tree on the side of the house a giant Christmas tree nice so I think that's going to be fine that and be fun. Zane is gonna help and uh zane and billy are helping to put up all the stuff we gotta do that i need their help with saturday they've made plans to stay around and help me saturday get everything done yeah and then next week so, will comes right and then the next week will comes so I kind of wanted to have everything done by the time Will got here because we're going to do our pajama party. Yeah. And I wanted to have decorations up. At and least the Christmas some of them. Olympics. Right. We're going to do the Christmas Olympics. We're going to do that thing where they put the rubber ducky things, the squeaky chickens on people's feet. And then um, somebody's blindfolded and they hit the people with the but Matlin said we got to do a Nerf gun. But I think a Nerf baseball bat. Yeah, we could do a or Nerf baseball a bat. I'm just noodle. trying to figure out how to make it into an Olympic competition. Like, how do you make somebody a winner out of that? Oh, uh, last person to get hit wins. Yeah, but then, well, yeah, but then you would have to do uh, like a bracket thing. Yeah. Of course, I, I could watch that. I could oh, watch yeah, that um, for... Well, not necessarily. Yeah, because you, yeah, you could do a bracket split. How many of us are there? You split them up into, um, like, I don't know if it would be two teams or four teams. Yeah. Split them up, and then the winners play each other. Hmm. Like, if, um, I can't think how many of us there are. It's either, like, 12, it's either uh, 12 or 14. 10 or 12. 12 or 14. 10, 12, or 14. One of those numbers. Right, so you could, um... Minus the kids, I guess. Which, I don't think I've got them in the, my number, so it might be 16 of us. I don't know. We'll have to think on that. <laughs> if, if nothing else, it can be a little intermission break because, uh, listen, I am here for that. I love those videos. They're I absolutely hilarious. love them. 
And I saw one the other day. I might have shared it with you. But they put the duck on the front of one foot and the back of the other. <laughs> and that made it where they would forget which part to put down. Yes. And so they were squeaking the duck more often. And that dude had, uh, he had like a stick and he was tearing them up. They'd be tearing them up with that thing. I seen the guy get the bell. <laughs> <laughs> that joker was swinging from the roof. I'm like, damn, God, this feels personal. Like, <laughs> like somebody said, listen, this dude squeaker makes this noise. <laughs> listen out for it. Because he was swinging. I was like, golly. Yeah, we need to find those rubber chickens. Yes. I love those videos like that where people are like, I don't know if you remember, but there used to be a video. I think it was back during COVID when um, they were like in quarantine and if people got called out, the, the police would hit them with sticks. <laughs> <laughs> and I would watch those videos. Man, it made me laugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> might be a terrible person but that was funny uh there are 14 of us four, six, eight, ten, twelve. there's 14 of us including my kids oh yeah we know i'm not nobody's allowed to hit baby cole or baby kate with a stick no but i'm just saying that's how many of us are you trying to hit him zane zane look like he uh, wanted no, to hit him with a stick I'm, tired. I'm trying to slightly tap him across the head so here's the thing Sawyer would be really good at that game <laughs> he's not gonna keep a blindfold on no he's not he's just gonna chase he, he does like bat. to hit people with a bat though <laughs> little psycho alrighty so that is all we have for y'all today correct that is correct we're Shit. gonna share with people who love to fish Oh, I was going to say someone who has a fake tooth, but... Oh, you can do that. Yeah. We can do both. Yeah. We can do both. Somebody with a fake tooth. Share with somebody who has a fake tooth that loves to fish. <laughs> That's very specific. <laughs> it's very specific. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.